Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Unnecessary Roughness. Well, I don't like any single digit number on, on big guys. I hear that. Old school. I love it. I, I'm just here for when double zero comes back. Yeah, the single zero is fine. <laughs> it's all great. Guys will switch to it. But whenever double zero comes back, that's a, a number for alignment, offensive and defensive. Let them rock to double zero. He was number one. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, kicking off hour number three of the show. Want to give a big shout-out to Terrence. He got hooked up with a pair of tickets to go see the LV Aces taking on the Minnesota Lynx this Sunday at Michelob Ultra Arena. Enjoy that. Uh, I'm assuming, and this is just an assumption, that they'll be undefeated by that time. Uh, if you saw the performance that they had on Saturday, a 45-point blowout of Seattle, I mean, it was just a hell of a performance. And it was funny, I was in the barbershop on Saturday talking about the Aces and the addition of Candace Parker and what it was going to be like. And the conversation was like, yeah, really good players. They have a really good team, but I think it's going to take a time, a little bit of time to gel. Well, I'll tell you what, <laughs> if that if that game on Saturday showed you anything about the Aces is that they're gelling pretty quickly. It wasn't perfect, but I'll tell you what, what a performance. Kelsey Plum was out there balling. Asia was out there balling. Chelsea Gray, Candace Parker, they all look like they, they didn't miss a beat. So I think that they've got a really good team and have an opportunity to really uh, you know go deep into the playoffs, if not run it back for another title. But one game at a time. They're 1-0 on the season, and Terrence is going to go see them on Sunday at Michelob Ultra. So uh, big ups to my guy, Terrence. Also, big ups to my guy, Patrick Walker. We just had a very difficult and and good and knowledgeable um, you know, conversation with him about mental health and his new podcast that he's got coming out starting on Monday called The Conversation, and it's Conversation with the K. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, I mean, again, open and honest is what he's been with us, and I have no problem being open and honest with you. I sent him a text immediately afterwards, said, fantastic stuff, thanks so much. Uh, let's do this again, you know, just to, as, as the podcast goes on, a little refresher. And he said, thank you. That was hard but necessary. I just need to keep it going. But that's how much it meant to him. Like he said, that was hard, but it was necessary. And sometimes you have to have those necessary conversations that aren't easy. And I think that it was really important that he got that message out. I think that his first episode that he's doing on Memorial Day and having to deal with PTSD, I think that's very important as a guy who fully respects the military and have a lot of friends that, you know, either are in the military right now or have been in the military, uh, you know, especially spent my time in Texas, uh, you know, being so close to Fort Hood right there. I was able to, you know, witness a lot of things that I might not have realized early on in life. And so I, my, my appreciation for the military and everything that they've done for us is even at a whole nother level. And so I, I'm sure there's a lot of people that listen and they don't have to text in and say, hey, thanks, because I needed that. But I'm sure somewhere people are thinking, hey, I really needed that conversation. I'll tell you straight up, I needed that conversation for me personally. I needed that conversation. I think that it's very important. When I told him I'll be locked in on Monday listening to that show, please believe we don't have a radio show that day. I'll be locked in listening to his show, and I, I definitely think that that was some really good stuff. So many thanks to Patrick Walker. Going to the text line, we'll get back to the conversation about numbers and all that coming up, plus we'll hear some from Devontae Adams on the I Am Athlete podcast. But a couple texts I wanted to read off real quick, some feedback from that Patrick Walker conversation. Raider Steve from Reno. Hey, guys, totally appreciate that last segment, the message that Patrick sent. Great guest, great message. As a 20-year veteran who's been on 10 combat deployments, I – 
and I'm a little wacky to begin with. I've been in therapy for at least 25 years, and I agree with what he says about being strong. Take strength to reach out and submit and seek help. You also learn so much more about yourself as a person, too. Thanks for being there, gents. Once again, exceptional work. That's Raider Steve in Reno. Uh, Raider Mike in Colorado said, as a recovering alcoholic, 124 days clean, your conversation with Patrick Walker is something I needed to hear. Just knowing that any and everyone who struggles with their mental health isn't alone makes a huge difference in a person's life. I was always scared or nervous to get help I needed because of my own personal fears, and it changed for the better when I decided to go get the help needed by professionals. As always, love your content as usual, but thank you for bringing this mental health topic to the table. Love you all, and demand do you. And love all you do. All, oh, excuse me. Love all you and DeMond do. Again, that's Raider Mike in Colorado. Uh, Sir Whiskey Ray said, uh, I'm glued here every day from 2 to 5, and I absolutely love this show since I started listening going on two years. As I live life every day, the constant stress, knowing that my sister, brother-in-law, and sister-in-law all going through the battle with cancer. It absolutely sucks, and I can't stop thinking about my loved ones every day. The daily laughs, sports insights, chemistry between both you and DeMond, I very much appreciate it every day. That's why I tune in for three solid hours. This is my outlet thank you again guys much love for what you do again that's from sir whiskey ray vegas pete i love that guy uh with 13 i have good insurance but can't find anyone other than having to pay a hundred dollars per hour but that's vegas pete uh response to what patrick had to say as well and uh got a text from the 951 hey q tay tay wanted to say bye uncle q she said in california for the summer i will miss you and the family no tay can't be going for the whole summer what in the world that's unbelievable sarah did you hear that Tay-Tay is going for the summer. That's unacceptable. That's what happens when you're in the home studio. <laughs> you, can, you, can, <laughs> you can yell downstairs. That's, that's, on, that's right there. Live radio. That's awesome right there. So Don't that was a text that. that could have been sent to the personal phone. That's <laughs> <laughs> all good. It's all no, because I, I read it on the text line. I was like, oh, that's a, that seems a little specific. <laughs> oh. Tay-Tay, great people. Uh, hanging out with Tay this weekend. So shout out to Tay. And uh, she better be careful out there and come back soon. So there you go. Good stuff. But, yeah, great feedback. Definitely appreciate everyone for the text. Uh, let's see. Vegas Pete also said, in America, we don't take mental health serious. In Vegas, all you get is a pill unless you can pay cash for therapy. It's unacceptable. And that's a good point. I, thank you for that, Vegas Pete. That's a good point, right? And it, it's hard to to determine exactly, you know, what what and how to even help somebody. Like, you know, like I asked Patrick, you know, how do you know that someone could be going through it? Because you can easily look at someone. I can say, oh, huh, DeMond's laughing and joking every single day. He ain't got nothing going on. Or someone can say, hey, Q does a radio show every day, three hours, does a podcast, this, that. He's living on top of the world. He's da-da-da. And, and we never know. Like, we never know. But I think Patrick hit it on the head when he said, sometimes just ask the question. Ask the question. Like he said, my DMs are always open for a reason. I throw it out there so people can, can talk to me. And he said, and when I feel like that I've you know, had too much dialect where I can't help them anymore, I'll suggest somebody. Right. And so sometimes and I, I like I said, I got to take this for myself, too. Sometimes we just have to be better friends. Right. It's easy to be friends with people when everything is going great. It's easy, super easy when everything is good and you're just having a good old time. But sometimes it ain't so easy when you're looking at your buddy and maybe your buddy don't look like he normally does each and every day. Maybe sometimes instead of just saying, hey, what's going on? And you just kind of like you said, Damon, uh, a lot of times people say, hey, how are you doing? But do they really do they really? you know, care how, how you're doing or what's going on. So most of the time people will say, I'm good, everything's great, or whatever like that, and it might not be. So maybe it takes a follow-up. Maybe it takes another question, or maybe it takes, you know, just paying attention to the real answer because sometimes people, you know, keep it pushing what they don't need. So many times I'll sit there in my office at the station, and people will walk by and, hey, Q, what's up? And before I have a chance to answer, they're already down the hallway, you know. But that's, again, that's just, that's just natural 
that's just natural, like what things, how things go. I mean, it's just natural mm-hmm. life. It's almost like one of those things, like it's it's so routine. I guess that's what it is. Sometimes we need to break out of our routine and actually see and deep dive into what's going on with individual people, especially our loved ones. Yeah, and also what he said about being in your own head, because sometimes when someone says, "Hey, how you doing?" and they maybe want to have like a ten minute conversation, yeah, but you don't want to be the person. Where I feel that all the time, where it's like, oh, I'm talking too much. Let me let them go. Where I feel like it's so many different aspects where he says that, you know, it's a two-way street in the conversation. Yeah. There's always so much going on that it's not as simple as just the, hey, how you doing? But that was that was still a great conversation. I'm going to have to text him as well. Yeah, yeah, no, it really was. And we got a tweet uh, from, and I don't know, I don't recognize the name, but we got a tweet that said, basically, you got to press play on that conversation when um, when the podcast is dropped. One uh it's one that you don't want to go without listening to. Eye-opening, inspiring, and just all around amazing. If you have suicidal thoughts, dial 911 or 988. Please don't hesitate getting help. It doesn't make you weak. It makes you strong. You're loved. That was in response to the conversation that we had uh, with Patrick Walker. So if you did miss that conversation, all of our conversations and all of the show is always available in podcast form, lvsportsnetwork.com, the Morning Tailgate, JT the Brick, Unnecessary Roughness. It's all there. So if you ever at any time miss a conversation that you want to go back and hear or maybe you want to hear it again, right? Maybe you just want to sit there and listen to it. Maybe listen to it with your friends uh, for some re- reason. You know, maybe you think that it's something that one of your friends needs to listen to. Again, I, I take it very seriously, and I can't honestly say that I've taken it very seriously forever, right? I just really started to uh, pay attention more and more to what's going on and, and people with, you know, mental health, and I feel like the awareness is obviously a lot more, and it's people are talking about it a lot more than it used to be. But, you know, a lot of things that Patrick said when, you know, being said, well, you know, people think you're weak if you talk about it or if you, you know, you want to talk to someone about something, then – then they'll think that you're weak. I've, I've thought that in my own head. Like, you can't you can't talk about stuff like that. People are going to think that you're soft. And I ain't trying to be soft. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just it's, it's a lot of pro- times it's a man thing, and it's a problem, right? It's a problem that, that we have is we try to hold ourselves uh, too high, and we need to not do that at times. But uh, many thanks to all the people that hit us up with the feedback, and definitely many thanks to Patrick Walker. 4.15 is the time when we come back. Here are a couple sound bites from Devontae Adams. He was on the I Am Athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall. Devon, uh, Devon went through and got a couple of the sound bites. You'll hear him next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Been at a, had a great show so far. Ryan Fowler joined us at 2.30 to talk all things Ja'Cory and Bennett, the fourth-round pick out of Maryland. Paul Gutierrez talked all things silver and black at 3 o'clock. He's from ESPN, and we talked to Patrick Walker. Cowboys.com, The Conversation with the K podcast drop starting on Monday. That's Memorial Day. Join us at 3.30. Want to hear from you as well, Raider Nation, at 702-365-9200. Also, our don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. That's been very busy today, and we do appreciate all the feedback anytime that you hit us with some. We started out the show talking about jersey numbers and who does it represent as far as your favorite jersey number goes. And since the Raiders don't retire numbers, what do you think they should do with certain numbers like a 4, like a 24, like a, you know, like a 37, like Vegas just said, you know, those special numbers that mean a little bit more to the silver and black and to the fans of the silver and black, obviously Raider Nation. So you can hit us up and let us know at 702-365-9200 and 69187, keyword R&R, so don'tbebroke.com, text line. Now, I did want to get into a couple of quick sound bites from Devontae Adams as he was with Brandon Marshall on the I Am Athlete podcast. It dropped on Friday last week. I remember they tagged the radio station in it to let us know that it was dropping about an hour and 45 minutes long. They recorded it right there at the Wind Studios here in Las Vegas. They have a big-time a podcast network studio that I always wanted to go in that studio and just do a show from there. 
I never have. I'm not part of the Blue Wire podcast network. I'm part of the Lockdown podcast network. So obviously those are uh, conflicting uh, entities. So I don't get a chance to do that. Uh, but like Kenny King, he's part of the Blue Wire podcast, so he has an opportunity to use that studio. I think Max Crosby does a podcast in there at times. But, um, you know, I just think that that's a really cool, and it's it's great to have that that kind of platform right there inside the uh, inside of the, the wind. So uh, that's where this podcast went on and took place. It was about an hour and 45 minutes long, and DeMond went through and grabbed just a couple sound bites for us real quick so we can uh, play them. Again, it was a very long podcast. If you want to go check it out, feel free. Again, Devontae Adams is on with Brandon Marshall. But a lot of the conversation around Devontae Adams is obviously the Ringer conversation, the Ringer article that dropped, and we had the author of that piece on the show the very same day that it dropped. She cleared up a lot of what was going on. That was uh, uh, Mirren Fader. She was on with us, and you can find that conversation on LVSportsNetwork.com as well. And then, you know, there's just all these little sound bites or little clips or you know, what people are taking away from the article about, oh, well, De- you know, Devontae is saying this, but he's saying it low-key. And he's basically saying in this first clip that he's not saying anything low-key. And if he wanted to come out and say something, and he uses the example, if I wanted to say F you, I'd come out and say F you. My thing is this. If I if I said it, I meant it. But there's always a time, like, I'm, I'm the guy. This is if I had to just sum it up for you. If I want to say F you, I got no problem saying F you and letting the world hear that. But if it's not supposed to be that, and then the narrative the narrative gets changed as I'm trying to put somebody down, or you know some of the sound bites and the clips you see ESPN, you know it's the off season, so it's not as much to talk about. They can't wait to grab something that the first right. thing they say and throw it on on TV or on social. So for me, I don't like the the narrative and the you know some things got kind of lost in translation a little bit. So there you go. There's Devontae Adams, just a little clip right there from the I Am Athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall and basically saying that the conversation he had with the, the ringer, uh, Miriam Fader, was, you know, some things got lost in translation, which is why we had her on the show. That was exactly why we had her on the show, because we wanted to talk about tone. We wanted to talk about the setting that they were in when the conversation was going on. And I think a lot of people just read the headlines, and, and for good reason, as Devontae Adams just said, Demond, that, you know, it's the, it's the offseason, it's slower time of year. So anything to get some conversation going is, uh, is, is going to grab headlines. But, you know, when you see, oh, Devontae Adams doesn't see eye to eye with the front officers, so it's like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Like, I've had people call the podcast and say, why is Devontae stirring up trouble in the offseason? I'm like, He's not. <laughs> He's not stirring up trouble. I mean, look, uh, and I said this example the other day, Damon, and I think that you can agree with this 100% because there's times that me and you don't see eye to eye on everything. That's okay. Sometimes you set, you push back. Ah, Q, I think we should do it this way. No, Damon, we should do it this way. Ah, I think we're making a mistake. Like, there's pushback. That's going to happen in a workplace. So if, if Devontae Adams might not see eye to eye with the organization, it's not a terrible thing. It's just – What's on his mind and what's on what's on their mind? It happens in every walk of life. Yeah, it's funny that you say it like that because putting it into the context with me and you, and if someone asked me about, oh, so what's it like working with Q? Like I did the uh, Baird Media, their yeah. producers podcast, and if someone wanted to aggregate what we talk, I don't know, we're small compa- small potatoes compared to Devontae Adams. Right. But yeah, Demond and Q don't agree on everything. Demond said he could be a better program director. <laughs> the, <laughs> right. the station would be better off without Q. It's right. like, no, it's just sometimes like, and he says like, uh, he just, you know, thinks that we'd be better using Jimmy this way. And I really not feel bad for Devontae Adams 
groups because it was a good conversation. It kind of just felt like two buddies talking with right. him and Brandon Marshall, but it felt like a little bit of damage control. Yeah. And not so much that a PR person made him do this, but it's just like people getting all bent out of shape out of this article. And I'm sure it's just like, all right, Brandon Marshall, come through to Vegas, right. set, go to the Blue Wire pod, and we can just clear the air. Right. And, you know, and that's, so, you know, you, it's funny you said, uh, you know, damage control. And I'm glad you said that because, you know, he, he goes and puts out on, on Instagram or whatever the picture of him and Dave Ziegler talking about the man. Like, he wouldn't have done that if everybody hadn't been, you know, causing such a to-do about it. And like I said, you could feel any way that you want about it, but there's always going to be, you know, disagreements in, in, in the workplace, regardless what you do. Like, I challenge anyone to, wherever they work right now, tell me that they agree with their boss 100% of the time. <laughs> and, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll point to you a liar, all right? Because I, I know that, that that doesn't happen. It's funny you mentioned, like, oh, what, hey, what is, it, what is it like working with Q? He's a tyrant. He, <laughs> he, he, he's flat out, you know, he gets on my nerves sometimes. And, like, that's an honest answer. That's the answer I expect. You know, the dude's waking up, like you said, what do you say on uh, when, when Cofield did the, the, the Festus or whatever, and you're like, you're like, Q gets out of bed and all he's thinking about is a damn show. Yes. No, nobody can be that excited. Like, calm down. <laughs> exactly. But also for Devontae, where it is, like I said, the damage control a little bit. Yeah. Where sometimes it's not that serious. And going back to that picture that he posted, it looked like that picture was from his camp. It was. It so, was, yeah. so that means that Dave Ziegler, hey, I'm going to go out and support my star player. You're right. doing the camp that's got nothing to do with the team. I'm just taking the time out of my day on Saturday just to go support you because that's how good of a relationship we have. Right, and I do think that they have a really good relationship, and I think that uh, for the first time in Devontae Adams' career, he's in a position where he's the guy that they're bouncing ideas off of. And, again, it's fine to bounce ideas off. Hell, I sit in Natalie's office every single Tuesday at 11 o'clock, and I bounce ideas off of her. And sometimes my ideas aren't right. And she looks at me and she'll laugh and be like, ha, yeah, whatever, Q. You know, and, and that's fine. But we have that open conversation where it's like, okay, this is what I'm thinking. Well, this is how I think that we should do it, Q. Okay, well, how about this? How about we meet in the middle? No, I think we should do it this way. Okay, you win. Or, or whatever the case may be. You know, whatever. Sometimes she might say, hey, you know what? That's not a bad idea. How can we execute this, put together a plan? That's just, I mean, again, that's just how things go. So Devontae Adams, he's always been under Aaron Rodgers, which is, again, goes back to the conversation of I don't need a quarterback to make me. I am, I am me. I make myself. So he's always been on Aaron Rodgers' show, uh, you know, his, his shadow. So now he has that opportunity where it's like, okay, I'm the leader of this team. It's not Derek's team anymore. You know, obviously Derek's gone. It's not the big, the big name of John Gruden because for the longest, I mean, Gruden was the, the, the face and the figure of, of the Raiders. And then he was gone. So, you know, then it was Derek Carr. Now it's Devontae Adams. Now he's got an opportunity to, to put his, you know, mark on the organization. And, you know, if, if he can help them get back to winning ways and he's a major part of it, then all of a sudden that's another feather in the cap to Devontae Adams. Not only did he, you know, come to this team, take a little bit less money, uh, wanted to be on the West Coast, wanted his family to be able to see him play. He's obviously in peace, at peace with that. But also he was able to get his childhood team back to where they want to be and, and where they should be. And that'll, that'll be a sense of pride for him. So the final soundbite that we have for you, is about Devontae basically saying he didn't call up the presses. He didn't say, hey, come talk to me. I need, I need to vent and get this off my chest. It wasn't about, you know, it wasn't an unsolicited thing where I just called somebody up and said, hey, let, let, the, let the press know, you know, this is, I'm Devontae Adams. I don't need nobody. I don't, I don't need a quarterback. Like, it's not about that. It was more so based off of, um, you know, some of the things were to give the writer context of my thought process to know how to write. And then a couple quotes got used, but – I don't take back anything. I just don't want people involved, you know, them saying things and trying to make it seem like I wasn't satisfied with Jimmy. 
There you go. Devontae Adams right there talking about, you know, what was going on. And, again, uh, you can take it as, like you said, Demond, it could sound like a little bit of, uh, you know, damage control, but at the same time, it's it's just one of those things. It's, it's funny, like somebody asked me about the whole conversation and said, well, he didn't have to say that he could have kept that in-house. And I said, okay, but we ask athletes to be honest with us, right? We, we, go, we literally go into the locker room after games and ask them to be honest with us. And then when they're honest, then we say, well, he could have kept that in-house. Well, what do we want? Do we want them to be honest or do we want them to BS us and blow smoke up our backside? I'd rather them be open and honest. Josh Jacobs does it all the time. Good, bad, indifferent. Josh Jacobs keeps it real. Devontae Adams, for the year that I've covered him, he keeps it real just about all the time as well. I feel like it's never really just coach speak. It's kind of like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's up. You know, there was a time, remember last season, said, I'm not having fun. This isn't fun. Losing sucks. We're not having fun. And then when they started winning, they went on that three-game winning streak. Ask them about it. Yeah, it's a lot better now, and this is why. And, you know, so he's always kind of been that straight shooter. I'm fine with that. I prefer to hear that than just everything is good, everything's fine, you know, da-da-da-da, and it's, and it's really not. So I can appreciate where Devontae Adams is coming from. Yeah, and when it comes to whoever said keeping it in-house where every player just can't be, hey, you just got to do the work, you know, all I care about is winning, but, right. you know, tell us about that process. Or a lot of that Brandon Marshall conversation, he's breaking down the way he runs routes at a certain way. He's like, yeah. even if he knows that he's not getting the ball there, I'm going to do a little something different. So maybe you think I was going to run this type of route here. Or I love listening to athletes talk about the craft, being open about their preparation, how much they want to win. Where in this industry, we care so much because we're also fans where I'm never going to tell anyone, Hey guys, that no, we don't want to hear all that. Anything short of telling us the plays, give me all of it. Because I want all of that access where I watched a majority of this hour and 40 minute interview because <laughs> I just wanted to see what Devontae Adams was going to say. Him talking about how much he loves golf. He mentioned that in the article and it was good to him, him just talking about that more. And Brandon right. Marshall's like, you think he can go pro after? He's like, I don't think I'm that good, but he is obsessive about it. But right. it's just one of those things where I'm never going to tell an athlete, yeah, we, we ain't asking you about all that. For me, like you said, be more of an open book. Tell me as much as you feel like sharing. Right, exactly, exactly. That's that's the key right there. So thought that was a couple good little sound bites. Again, the whole podcast, I mean, we could have broke down the whole thing if we wanted to, but it was an hour and 45 minutes, so we're not going to do that. If you want to go check it out, uh, we definitely encourage you. If you got some thoughts on it, you want to share with us, you can at 702-365-9200. Also, the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword R&R. Coming up next, ESPN has their power rankings out. Of course, it's that time of year, the rankings. Where do the Raiders rank? Where does the rest of the AFC West rank? We'll tell you about it next here on Radish Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Before I get to ESPN and their power rankings, I did want to shed a, or share a little of the feedback that we received both by Twitter and on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r and Jonathan hits us up on Twitter and says, I think people are looking at this number thing all wrong. Let's say O'Connell balls out and becomes the next Raiders quarterback. Now all I need to do is buy an O'Connell patch and sew it on my car jersey. Think of how much money they'll save me. LOL. That's, hey, that's being smart. And I'll say this. My guy, Raider Al in Georgia, and Demond, I think you met him at the Rockstar last year. Uh, Raider Al is very um, proactive when it comes to making sure his jerseys always remain relevant. I couldn't tell you, and he's let me know, and I, I don't know the exact number, so I don't want to quote him wrong. But my man has found multiple ways to take different jerseys from different players that are no longer on the team and switch it up, flip it around, make it you know work for him so that they never go out. And I'll say this, and I've said it before on the show, 
I haven't bought a jersey, a Raider jersey, since Khalil Mack. Once Khalil Mack got traded, I was out of the jersey business. I was like, you know what? I can't do this no more. <laughs> right? Because you look up, man, you have something. I had a home and an away jersey. I was ready. I was prepared for any situation. Right? I had that when it came to who else was uh, Amari Cooper. I had a home and away jersey for him. Uh, I do have a Josh Jacobs that's 28, which we now found out he really is going to be wearing number eight next year. Something that's been talked about quite a bit. So I had that, but that at least number 28 was gifted to me. But, yeah, man, uh, I have one, I haven't bought a jersey in forever. I really kind of, I guess, outgrew uh, jerseys as far as I'm concerned. But, yeah, Raider Allen, Georgia, does a fantastic job with being able to, to uh, make sure he recycles all his old jerseys and uh, is get, keeps them current. He does a good job with that. So, uh, Jonathan, thanks for that tweet. I appreciate you. Mailman Raider said on our don'tbebroke.com text line, Q, I agree with my boss 0% of the time. He always wanted to give me extra work. I don't agree. That's Mailman Raider. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. And like I said, it's, it's one of those things, man. I don't think uh, most people agree with their bosses uh, most of the time, right? I mean, look, I, I had some really good bosses. I had some really good mentors, people that helped me get to where I'm at. But I'll tell you right now, I didn't agree with them all the time. I can promise you that. Me and David Smoke, we had some knockdown, uh, drag-out type arguments at times, right? It, but he – he did a hell of a job with getting me to where I needed to be, uh, but I didn't agree with him all the time. That's for sure. <laughs> so, you know, and, and that just goes with everything. I mean, think how much do you, you know, don't agree with what your parents tell you to do, right? How many times have you said, that's dumb, right? I mean, <laughs> I couldn't tell you how many times, you know, someone or like little Q, hey, I, I want to go out and I want to come in at this time. Nah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you need to get home a little earlier, homeboy. There, you know, and then let him come home late and, be how, and see how disappointed I am. Like, really? Really, dude? There is nothing that you're doing that's positive at this time of day. So, I mean, it's just it, – it is what it is. I couldn't tell you how many times my mom told me something, and I – that's just dumb. What is she talking about? She has no clue what she's talking about, only to come to find out she knew exactly what she was talking about. So, there's that. Vegas Pete said, how do you reason with a guy like Rodman or Antonio Brown? That's also from the don'tbebroke.com text line, and that's uh, kind of going back to the, the conversation with, you know, front office and coach and players like that that are – Next level guys. And I'll say this. A lot of people talk bad about Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin kept all Antonio Brown's issues under wraps for the longest until he couldn't do it anymore. But how long did none of us know that Antonio Brown was just next level, like in another world? Like he's just he's just his own dude. And I don't know. People always make the joke that he became that way after that big Vontez Burfitt hit. I don't know if that has something to do with it or if it's accumulation. But Antonio Brown is definitely – He's definitely his own dude. I mean, I'm trying to be as you know sensitive as sensitive as, as as possible because as we talk to Patrick Walker about mental health, I think that Antonio Brown really needs he needs some of that you know that that conversation. He needs that because he he's he's got some things going on. But I don't know when it really started because Demond, I think that Mike Tomlin did a great job kind of keeping it under wraps. Yeah, the like, only incident I can think of is one time he was, like, on IG Live, but that's after a game. Yeah. And, and Mike Tomlin basically nipped that in the bud, too. Yeah, yeah. I thought Mike Tomlin did a really good job. And when Dennis Rodman, uh, you know who did the best job? Phil Jackson. You know, there was a time when Dennis Rodman was acting a fool, and he always acted a fool, but it was a great player. And what did, what did he say? Hey, Phil, uh, I, I need to go to Vegas. And Phil said, all right, go to Vegas and then come back and maybe, you're, you know, and have your mind right. And he did. Right, and that doesn't work. But Phil was one of those guys, and this is obviously from everything that I've heard from players that played for Phil Jackson. He was more about, I want to say, he was more about the mental health side of things when it came to talking to these players. And you know, I mean, of course, he you know 
really good coach. He had the triangle offense. I mean, you can say all that, but, you know, he was – they call him the Zen master for a reason. He was one of those guys that would sit there and read to, to you. And I just, I just think that he, he had a different approach. And it doesn't obviously work with everybody, and you've got to have superstars buy into your thinking before stuff like that's going to work. But he was just a different dude. And I used to always say when I watched Phil Jackson, I was like, this dude doesn't really even coach, right? I mean, I feel like he does a lot of teaching. He doesn't really do a lot of in-game coaching. It's like already he's, he's already taught you what you need to know. If you're not going to get it at this point, you're probably not going to get it. So there's a lot of times where he let the players figure it out. There's be times you think that they need to call a timeout. Eh, no, Phil's not going to call a timeout, so he just has to, right? And, and again, I mean, there's, there's other coaches that have really good examples of that as well, but that was the one thing I always admired about Phil Jackson. I thought he was a really good uh, manager of personalities and being able to keep all these you know, guys with these quirky personalities together and, and keep them on the same page. I always really respected that uh, about Phil. Uh, also, Just Win Wendy hit us up. Hey, guys, thanks so much for the mental health info. My two cents, the hardest part of asking for help is when you're deeply depressed. I've been there, and everything seems hopeless. You feel like there's nothing anyone can say that will make it better. That's when you really need to reach out. Remember, to find a therapist or counselor that works for you, some people will talk easier to a woman. Some could open up to a man. Thanks again. Love you guys. Hi, T and Sarah. That's from Just Win Wendy. When, uh, Sarah, Wendy said hi. All right, Sarah said <laughs> hi back. There you go. <laughs> I had to do the show from home all the time. <laughs> I could pass along messages. The wife's probably driving home right now, so she probably heard you. As well. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, Mailman Raider said, Q, do you think Antonio Brown will pay himself to play since he owns a team he's going to play for? Laughing my ass off. I know he don't like paying coaches. Um, I don't I, – man, I don't know. I don't know if you're caught up, but I think he's like an owner in the, like he's, some arena of the league team. Yeah, yeah, he is. And I say this, and there was a, a period of time, Demond, and I'm being 100% honest when I say this, I was concerned that we were going to wake up one day and read something really bad about Antonio Brown. I really thought – I mean, it felt like he was on a, a path to – massive self-destruction, and I'm glad that he didn't do that. Like, the guy who is the football player, he was a great player, but he's, like I said, he's got some some things going on, and I did, and I don't wish that on anybody, but I thought we were going to wake up to some real bad news about Antonio Brown, and just thank God that that never happened. Um, let's see, Vegas Pete said, Vegas Pete, today I bought these bananas. They won't fit in the tailpipe. Denver will win title in six over Heat, in my opinion. I just hope the Lakers don't get swept. Well, the NBA playoffs game four between Denver and L.A. is coming up in a few minutes. And, man, it don't matter if they don't if they get swept or not. I mean, obviously the series is over. Uh, I can't believe that they haven't made this more competitive. Uh, at least they didn't do like the, the Celtics did in game three. That was embarrassing. But even then, I, thought, I just knew that the Lakers were going to go out there in game three, have a big-time performance from LeBron. Everyone was going to step up. D'Angelo Russell never needs to see the court again. I hope that he doesn't play at all tonight. Like, he should not play at all. He is uh, an embarrassment at this point, and the Nuggets are having their way with them. They might as well just go ahead and finish them off in four and get some rest and get prepared for the Miami Heat. I'm excited about that series, though, only because, well, Jimmy Butler and Miami have been able to do things that nobody thought that they were going to do this year. They barely made it into the playoffs, almost lost in the final play-in game, found a way to get that victory, and, well, here they are now. So, uh, yeah, I hope I hope that it's going to be a good series. I think it will be a good series, but I kind of hope that Denver just goes ahead and knocks them off and gets it over with tonight, and then Miami goes ahead and knocks off Boston and gets it over with. Just uh, There ain't no reason to play around with these cats no more. They're done deal records. Yeah, it's it, let's go ahead and get let's go ahead and get to the finals, but I think that Miami will be able to give Denver some trouble. I think they haven't played a team yet that's got that level of defense. So I'm not – I don't know about Nuggets and Six. Well, 
they have home court advantage, and it's very difficult to play in Denver, and they have not lost in the playoffs in Denver. So that's the first thing. Q, would you text me over the weekend? Nine and a half was too much. I wanted to text you yesterday and say four and a half was too much. Right? I'm not counting out Miami anymore. No, no, I wouldn't count them out either. <laughs> I wouldn't count them out either, but I just know playing in, in Denver – uh, from what everyone has said, is is like a real deal thing. It's very difficult. That's the big advantage that they have. But, yeah, I made a big deal about that uh, nine and a half points. I couldn't believe that nine and a half was the spread uh, last week. And, well, ultimately it proved to be be correct as Boston, well, they took another L. So there's that. All Day Raider A hit us up and said, I feel man, I feel Raider, uh, I feel mailman Raider being a mailman myself. Our bosses suck. <laughs> and Q, the Jersey game has to be old school Hall of Fame jerseys. That's a good point. Go get jerseys that are for guys that are already retired, right? That's the way to do it because at least you know where they're gonna, you know, where where they're gonna end up. Or even if it's a a player that played on another team, you have their jersey and they were a Hall of Famer, and well, they represented that team at some point, so it's not a bad jersey. Right, so you could you could do that. I, I'm not I'm not mad at that. When I was really in, I was into the throwback jerseys. Remember when throwback jerseys were popular? You wore them all the time. I had a closet full of throwbacks because I was always in the club, and you know I was the hip hop guy, so we had to re- represent. I had every throwback, man. I had an old school Warren Moon throwback, but they were all like I said, all retired. Most of them Hall of Famers. I think I had Dennis Rodman's like high school jersey or college jersey. I, I had so many uh, jerseys that were just all. Super old school and, and, like I said, old retired and, and Hall of Fame guys. That was the way to go. Now I don't get any jerseys at all. So. Let me ask you about the way you would wear your jersey. Was it played out or was it whack to wear it backwards? Oh, yeah, I wasn't wearing them backwards at oh, that point. Oh, man, maybe that no, was just Kia thing. No, no, there was a point. <laughs> when I was in high school, we used to wear uh, overalls. And I had the – remember uh, another bad creation where they had the – the basketball overalls, like they had the Bulls, and it'd be the black ones with the, the stripes, and they have like one flap down, and then they have the bucket hat. I used to rock that. We used to have our, our black starter jerseys, and we'd put those backwards like crisscross. I did all that stuff, man. I put the pants on backwards. I don't even know what made me do that, but I did it just because <laughs> that's what we did. I was all the way totally crossed out. Isn't that what they say? <laughs> Well, you guys never did that, right? You, your generation never wore anything backwards, did you? Oh, yeah, the jerseys, yeah. You did? Uh-huh. At your age? How'd you of do course. it? Of course, yeah, man. Like, man, you talk about throwback jerseys just for me. I mentioned Carmelo earlier because, yeah, he's retiring great player, but that Denver Nuggets 15, man, yeah. that jersey went diamond in the hood. Really? I mean, you, wow. You wear it backwards, you got, you know. I didn't remember that. I, I, was, I was wearing jerseys backwards in high school. I wasn't wearing jerseys backwards when I got older, though. I just was still rocking them, of course. Huh. I gotta go back and look. I gotta go back and find some. Yeah, maybe, maybe you know, maybe like for you, oh three, oh four, it was like it was already too. You know, you're not you're yeah. not about to be wearing them. Like, but hey, for right. a young kid, all right, who's that bad you. boy around? I got you. All right, I'm not mad at that. Whatever works, you know. Like I said, it, it, it's all good, man. But yeah, we used to have some funny styles, man. We of course we had the parkas and the stadium jackets and all that stuff. I used to have every one of those. Um, man, I never wore the I never wore the bandaid on my face like Nelly. I didn't do that, uh, but that was a thing for a while. I'm trying to remember what else. Uh, like I said, the bucket hats, I wore that. I used to have hats. I haven't worn a hat in years now, but I, I used to actually wear a lot of hats for some dumb reason. I used to always rock them. Now I don't. But um, let's see. What else? I don't know. I guess that's it. Air Force Ones. always rock the Air Force Ones. There was a point where Air Force Ones were cheap. They were, like, really affordable shoes, so I used to buy those all the time. And, of course, they'd get dirty really quick, but it, it, it wasn't a big deal. Those and Vans. I remember when Vans were cheap, too. And then that song came out, 
uh, by the pack. I got my Vans on, but they look like sneakers. Got my Vans on, but they look like sneakers. That song came out, and then all of a sudden they went up. They shot up like double. It came like 60-something bucks instead of 20 bucks. And then all of a sudden it got more than that. So, uh, yeah, then they were they were out of style for then. Well, they were out of style for me. I was like, I ain't paying <laughs> that kind of money for those kind of shoes. Music uh, artists, stop giving these companies free promo. <laughs> right? Right? Shout out to Dirty Nelly. Well, that's when Grills, Grills was big, too. That's when I had a bottom grill. It was one of the worst mistakes of my life, ever having a grill. That was not the business. I never, ever in life should have done that. But, you know, you live and you learn. You try to be the cool dude at the club. Try to be rocking it. I tried to do that E-40 when he said, uh, let me see your grill. So I used to show my grill. Like, <laughs> we did some dumb stuff as kids. And obviously I wasn't just a kid. I was a grown-up, too. That makes even – even less sense. Man, I was terrible. Uh, my man, Vice Raider, said, Q, I only get custom jerseys with numbers that have a significance to the name I put on the jersey. Also, if I were to get a player's jersey, I got it because I like them as a player and I've met them in person. There you go. Vice Raider giving you a little bit of knowledge there. He said he only got jerseys uh, with people that he met, and he, uh, he also likes them, obviously, as a player, but he met them as well. So there you go. So if you see Vice Raider in a jersey, you know he's met that person. I like that. 702-365-9200. Who we got up, Damon? Avant Raider. Avant Raider, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? What's up, Q? Hey, did you, did you do all the clips on the parka? Remember when people had tons of the clips on the hood string of the parka? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, different colors, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, I had that too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Nice. I love it. Hey, good stuff, man, good stuff. It's so funny. When parkas were popular, like when they were at the height of their popularity, you couldn't find them anywhere. They were sold out so quickly. And I remember I had my mom go through hell and high water to try to find me a uh, – I had a Bulls parka, I had a Raiders parka, and I had a Raiders stadium jacket. And I had a Bulls stadium jacket, so I had all four of those. So, you know, I was like, I was the guy that everyone's like, hey, Q, let me borrow that stadium jacket, man. I got this fit that it'll go with. And I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden my mom would see them, like, wearing my jacket. She's like, wait, wait, whose jacket is that? Is that yours? I was like, oh, yeah, they're going to give it back to me after, after they wear it. She's like, oh, no, 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 no. You go get that back right now. You know how much money that cost me? Oh, mom's was hot. Uh, man, she was hot. And there was one time that my, uh, my buddy Chris – he had his cousin in from San Jose, and he was rocking that uh, my Bulls stadium jacket because he was going to go see some girl, and he was about to impress her, right? So he was rocking it. That was part of the fit. And, man, that dude, like, fell in love with that jacket. He did not want to give that back at all. He was like – he thought he was – you know when Debo and Friday said, uh, yeah, or no, when, when, remember when Red came down and said, hey, man, it's, it's going to be both of ours. We'll just keep it down at, at my house. You know, Pops is kind of tripping. <laughs> like, I almost had to go back and act like Red and be like, hey, man, Mom's is tripping, man. I'm going to have to get my jacket back. You know what I mean? Like, he really didn't want to give me my jacket back at all. He, he like, tried to – he tried to debo me where he wasn't going to get it back. And finally I was like, dude, like, I'm taking my jacket. Like, you're not going to tell me no. He was like, but, no, I got this. I was like, man, look, if I don't take my jacket home tonight – Mom's going – she's going to drive me back here to pick it up. You don't want that. You don't want that problem. He was like, all right. Man, you know what? Your mom's right. I remember one time my older brother, <laughs> he was getting ready for a game with a friend, and he's like, oh, he needs a black T-shirt. And I liked this T-shirt at the time. He's like, oh, he'll give it back after the game. And I'm like in sixth grade, but I'm thinking like, 
he's not going to give it back because he's not coming back to our house after the game. <laughs> what am I going to like after you know after the game yeah. is over? He's just going to take off his overshirt, right. take off the undershirt, and give it back to me. Right. Never saw that t-shirt again. I know you didn't. I know, but hey, mom's was not having it. She was like, "You are not going to let anyone walk off with that damn jacket because it cost me too much money." And so I didn't really realize the you know the value of stuff until I had to buy it myself. And once I had to start buying it myself, I became cheap. Right? I became a cheap dude. Like, I don't know about that. No, 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 no. Can't do that. And I really started taking care of myself when I had to start buying it myself. I'll tell you right now, it was a great lesson learned, but uh, Moms was not playing. Uh, Mel Red Raider said, I've only owned one jersey. That was my own team, and that was the Reggie Bush, uh, Reggie Bush Saints jersey the year he came out. Uh, okay, there you go. Uh, so one jersey, uh, Saints, Reggie Bush. I I should ask why he had a Reggie Bush. Like, what was the meaning behind that besides he was a hell of a player? Probably it was just the hype. Maybe. I mean. Someone give him his Heisman Trophy back yet? Can someone do that, please? Now that we have an NIL, can you can you just go on and give him his trophy back? It's been too long. Uh, let's see. Got one from a FedEx Raider. Shout out to FedEx Raider, first of all, for being FedEx Raider. He says, hey, Q, new Twitter handle ID. Uh, your boy, old school Q. <laughs> Tyreek Hill would approve. He'd start following me immediately. Oh, that's my friend, old school. Old school from the celebrity game. Man, I'll tell you, right, when reality kicks in is when an athlete tells you, calls you old school, and you're looking around wondering who the hell he's talking to, and then realize, oh, I be old school. Okay. that's And, man, I'm telling you, you know, people always look at me and they're like, hey, how old are you? I'm like 46. They're like, oh, you look good for your age. Ah, Tyreek Hill looked at me and was like, what's up, old school? Like, ah, dang. You know what I love about that story the most? Is that he he wanted to, like, get you involved in the game. Yeah. Because it's just like, ain't nobody looking out for old old school (laughs) over here. I got you, old school. (laughs) Ain't nobody. If ain't nobody else thinking about you, I am. Yeah, man. Tyreek Hill ain't too bad of a dude after all. (laughs) I know nobody in Raider Nation likes Tyreek Hill. Hell, I don't like him. But, you know, he was looking out for your boy. He was like, oh, old school's got to get in the game. I was actually pretty comfortable on the bench. I got a lot of good burn uh, in (laughs) warm-ups. I got a lot of good bird and warm-ups, so I was good. Jim from Yonkers is going to close this out. He said, just bought Luau Sanders High School jersey, Power Memorial from Amazon, but not the true high school colors, which was purple and gold. Best player of all time on all three levels, high school, college, and pro. It's debatable, but Luau Sanders, a.k.a. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, fantastic. That's a good one. That's one of those that you got to put up in a frame and put on your wall. That's how I want jerseys now. I want to get jerseys and put them on the wall. I actually have an Asia Wilson Aces, Aces jersey, and I really I want to put that. I want to put it in a box and put the Aces jersey and the Golden Knight jersey that I have and just put it in a box and put it on the wall. I think that would be really cool. But I guess that's for another day. Fantastic show. Great stuff. Thanks for all the feedback all show long. Make sure you wake up with the morning tailgate. That's Vinny, Clay, and Lindsay. They're going to get you tickets to the Aces. You want to go see them on Sunday against Minnesota, you can do that. Plus, of course, they'll have plenty of great conversation, as we will as well. So uh, thanks so much for everything. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Red Nation Radio 920.